Welcome in team, good to have you back in. Uh, going to talk very shortly to Bruce Young about the Tour Championship. Um, very much looking forward to the Warriors Dragons tomorrow night. Um, I'm going to try and be the sideline commentator. Sideline comments, man, I've, I've done it a few times but our kit um, imploded uh, last time I was there. And we think we might have resurrected it, so... I'm actually hosting the run home tomorrow with Beaver from Go Media Mount Smart. So him and I will bring you the run home from, well, it'll be me and Beaver from 3 to 6, and then me and Kempi from 6 to 7.30, and then Kempi and Sammy will take you through to kick off, and I'll chuck the headphones on and go on the side on and soak up the atmosphere, which will be fantastic tomorrow night. Big, big game. Warriors, Dragons, kick off at 8 but the build-up will start in earnest from six for their last home game of the minor premiership anyway. And, of course, the following week, they head over to Redcliffe. Actually, is it at Redcliffe? Oh, it's at Suncorp when they play the Dolphins. Um, but big old weekend of golf coming up with uh, the Tour Championship. Um, uh, ball hasn't been hit. But we have a clubhouse leader on 10 under before a ball's been hit, which is quite weird, uh, to talk through the field and what he think might happen and a bit of a review as well. Our wonderful golf analyst out of Australia, Bruce Young, joins us. Uh, welcome in, Bruce. Morning to you. Oh, good afternoon to you, Stav. Morning here, of course. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, we've arrived at the event in Atlanta for, I don't know, how long they've been going for now, but for a long time. But you're right, it's... Uh, it's an interesting format that they adopted just a few years ago where the it's become a handicap system, really. I mean, a guy like Scotty Sheffield starts the tournament at 10 under. He leads by two shots over Victor Hovland and by three over Rory McIlroy, who's been a three-time winner of this event. Um, and uh, you'd have to think that giving Scotty Scheffler any sort of shots <laughs> in a four-round tournament uh, would be hard work these days, given his amazing consistency. But it's a great field, isn't it? I mean, I know you can talk all you like about the live golf and everything, but when you look at Scottish chef Victor Hovland, who won just a couple of weeks ago, Rory McIlroy uh, seems to be in contention just about every week. He, he plays these days. And then, you know, a number of other players, the likes of Lucas Glover, that seem to have found some amazing form over the last few weeks from out of the blue to a large extent. Um, it'll be fascinating. A, a first prize of $18 million. There's no money for the event as such. This is part of the bonus pool that FedEx put up. So the winner of the event um, picks up uh, $18 million as part of that FedEx, uh, FedEx bonus system that they have they adopted quite a few years ago. The amazing thing about that prize money that FedEx put up is it's not that expensive to courier a parcel, Bruce. And they find $18 million for a golf tournament. Well, and they've been sponsoring the FedEx Cup for, I don't know, maybe 15 years now, yeah. I think. And uh, and it's always been, it started off around about $35 million. It's probably crept higher than that now. But, um, yeah, it's a hell of a lot of money that they put into the tournament, this particular tournament, and the PGA Tour generally, because they have their own event. Of course, two, three, three events ago, um, was the FedEx and Jude Classic in Memphis, and uh, you know there's probably ten or ten or fifteen million. I think it was even more, probably close to twenty million dollars as part of the FedEx Hub playoffs. So um, uh, you're right; they must be doing a lot of pretty darn good business <laughs> from Memphis, from their headquarters in Memphis, uh, FedEx. Uh, FedEx. 
Yeah, fantastic supporters. Um, so looking at that field, like obviously Scotty Scheffler's, um, I don't know, I tend to think he's the most consistent golfer. Not flashy, but just doesn't make mistakes. Um, Two-shot lead over Victor Hovland. Rory McIlroy potentially, and John Rahm, his biggest threat, three and four behind respectively. I think so. And you've got to bear in mind that last year, Scotty Scheffler started the final round of this event six shots ahead. He came out on the Sunday morning after a rain delay uh, the previous day and picked up two or three birdies to finish off his round and went into the final round. I think it was, if my memory serves me correctly, he was something like six shots ahead and heading into the final round. And McElroy chased him down and won the tournament and won the FedEx Cup for the third time. So, um, But look, uh, you know, Schaeffler... As you said, so consistent these days. Every time you look at a leaderboard, he seems to be there or thereabouts. And if you're trying to apply logic to any sort of betting, that's if you like a $2.50 chance or whatever he is, most most of the betting outlets have him around about two, between 225 and 250. Uh, it's a big call, even though he has a two-shot lead. Uh, and there are plenty of there's some pretty good darn value down. Uh, guys are starting eight shots behind the league. Guys like Sung Jae M, who finished second in this event last year, and is, is, a, is a darn good player. And Tom Kim also. He's, I think, either starting the event at two under, maybe one under. So they're a long way out of the lead. But if they get out there and produce some sort of a tournament, I mean, they could well put themselves in contention by Sunday. And their their odds. I mean, uh, Sung Jae M is about a hundred and one dollars and. Uh, Jason Day, who starts the event at one hundred, nice shot, nine shots behind. He's at over two hundred dollars. So there's some, you know, if you're going to be going to be speculative about this, there might be some value further down the track. But it's hard to go past um, the likes of Scheffler, McElroy, Ram, perhaps. Uh, but I think Scheffler and McElroy, McElroy, because because of his form on the golf course and because he too seems to be putting himself in a position to win tournaments. He doesn't always finish them off, but hell. Uh, you'd kill for his record as a golfer, wouldn't you? Mm, yeah, absolutely would. There's a lot at stake for some other golfers. Uh, let's just take the guy who's coming at 30th, Sepp Strucker. He's even with the card. He's a million miles off the lead. He probably won't be playing to win. But there's European Ryder Cup spots up for grabs for the, for the likes of him. Probably a different approach. I mean, he probably in the front of his mind thinks I'm going to try and win this tournament, but he really wants to impress the Ryder Cup selectors. Oh, there, there is no doubt about that, and we're getting very close to that final selection. But, uh, you know, and also let's not feel too sorry for a Sepp Stracker, even if he was to finish last this week. <laughs> he picks up half a million dollars, and even 10th place picks up a million dollars. So, and, and so much of this is really because of what Liv has done for, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily world golf, but they've certainly made the PGA Tour lift their, lift their game as far as prize money is concerned. And the money that we're now seeing, in those designated events for the PGA Tour and an event such as this that is now up around, uh, well, for designated events, the total purse is $20 million, but here it's $18 million. And so much of that is now in response to what Liv have created in terms of, um, you know, the sort of prize money they've been throwing around. So it's a, it's been a changing dynamic in the world of golf over the last uh, two years, 18 months or so since Liv Golf appeared on the scene and we still don't know, all this, you know, three months after, what it was June the 6th, they made the announcement that they're merging, you know, the two, whatever terminology you like to use as to how they're coming together. Uh, but we still don't know what the future of Live Golf is. 
we still don't know how these players that have defected to them are going to be welcomed back or even included back on the PGA Tour. There are still so many... I think I made the comment to you at the time of the day, on June the 6th, there are a lot more questions than answers. And that remains the same, in my opinion, Steph. Yeah. Do, do you still think, like, with a little bit of distance in our rear vision mirror, that while Lyft was very disruptive, it clearly affected Rory McIlroy's game, it, it fractured a lot of relationships... In the fullness of time, just with the finances of the PGA Tour, will the players look back on June 6 as maybe a good thing that happened for golf? Uh, well, it certainly was a good thing as far as uh, the elite of the game are concerned because the PGA Tour players are now playing for a lot more money than I think they probably could have imagined back three months ago or whenever it was. And uh, there's no doubt about it. The point you make about McElroy is true. I think he just got distracted and he became the spokesperson for the PGA Tour and you saw him lose his way there for a little while. And and once he made the decision, and I don't think he came outwardly with it, but he wanted to, you could sort of sense that he made the decision to, to back his way out of the fight to a large extent because he felt that he'd been chaffed a little bit by Monaghan and the other leaders of the PGA Tour. He'd been made really the spokesperson for the PGA Tour and he came out looking a little bit foolish. I don't. I'm not saying he's foolish, but he he probably uh, probably appeared that way uh, as a sacrificial lamb to a large extent. And uh, once he re- refocused on things, Rory McIlroy, I think we saw an almost immediate improvement when it, and his total focus was back on his own game and his own life rather than trying to support everybody else. Mm. Brilliant, Bruce. Let's strap ourselves in for a great uh, finale to the FedEx Cup. The best players on show. And the big watch will be, can anyone chase Scotty Scheffler down and make it make a race of it, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to it, Steph. Good to talk to you again. Thank you, Bruce. There he is, wonderful analyst Bruce Young out of Australia, long-time caddy, journalist. Uh, what he don't know about golf hasn't been written. Uh, we will take a break now and we'll catch up with our Sky Sport rugby commentator, Tony Johnson.